Hello and welcome back to West Bank Bible Church Podcast. Happy Easter to everyone. Glorious day. We will not be doing an Easter lesson today. Uh, we have one that we did last year, so you can reference back to 4.17.22 to hear an Easter lesson. We will continue with Daniel today, Lesson 8. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1.9 as may or may not be necessary. Father, we're grateful for the privilege of being able to name our sin back to you and thus to be taught. Thank you for the opportunity to teach the book of Daniel. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Last week, we began the teaching of the doctrine of gap, which is Grace apparatus for perception, not to be confused. Pastor Mary and I talked about it after the lesson. Gap is also, in the car business, guaranteed asset protection. (laughs) Not to be confused. But here we begin. Daniel had learned a great deal of doctrine, and his capture he found himself under significant pressure. Daniel needed to to make application of what he had in his right lobe. This occasioned our study of the doctrine of God's grace apparatus for perception. Before we continue that study, let's take a look at an expanded translation of verses 1 through 8 of Daniel chapter 1. And it reads, In the third year of Jehoiakim's reign as king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, King of Babylon surrounded the city of Jerusalem and began to siege the city. Jehoiakim, king of Judah, surrendered the city of Jerusalem. The sieging of the city eased when Jehoiakim agreed to certain terms mandated by Nebuchadnezzar. As part of the settlement, certain very valuable vessels used in the temple liturgy were carried off to Babylonia, where Nebuchadnezzar stored them in the house of his god. The death of Nebuchadnezzar's father, Nabopolassar, occurred during the siege, which is part motivated Nebuchadnezzar to cut short his siege. His return to Babylon also resulted in Jehoiakim being left on the throne as his regal agent. In order to guarantee the loyalty of Jehoiakim, Nebuchadnezzar ordered Ashpenaz, whose title was Prince of the Eunuchs, to take as hostages some 70 young men from Jehoiakim's palace. They were to be of nobility, young men who had been raised in the palace. As was the custom of the day, the boys were to be between the ages of 14 and 17. All 70 were to be handsome, well-built, intelligent, and good students. They were to be well-mannered and capable of standing in the presence of kings and potentates, men who had a special aptitude for learning. They were, one might say, to be the cream of the crop, young men who would one day serve Nebuchadnezzar as advisors, prophets, administrators, young men capable of learning the Chaldean language and becoming a Chaldean as Nebuchadnezzar himself. 
The king decreed the boys would eat with him in the royal dining hall. He assigned them special rations, and they were to drink the finest of wine from the king's cellars. They would be trained for three years, said Nebuchadnezzar, and after that he would assign them special duties depending on their demonstrated abilities. Among the seventy were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Ashpenaz gave the four boys new names to Daniel, Belshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel, from the Bible doctrine stored in his right lobe, decided he should not defile himself by eating at the palace dining hall. Daniel was certain that the food and libation had not been prepared in accordance with the dietary rules prescribed in the Mosaic law. Therefore, he asked Ashpenaz if he might be excused from attending. Daniel was faced with the matter of application. He had a choice to either believe the doctrine in his left lobe or reject it. The doctrine in his left lobe had been made persicuous by God the Holy Spirit. He could either transfer the gnosis by faith to the right lobe, where it would become epinosis in the chart below, and you can find a more detailed chart on our website, run the risk of losing it. It's always possible when you go negative. Daniel was facing a time of trial. He would face subsequent trials where the application of doctrine would be determined or would determine his success or failure. We will see a man prepared for 70 years of dispersion in a foreign land. He would have a right lobe full of light, and he would follow the light and become an example to literally millions of Bible-believing Christians. Let me make a comment about the soul light chart. My wife had out what I consider to be an ingenious way of, of displaying when you name your sin back to God. In other words, this is your soul, and it has two lobes, and Bible doctrine comes in from a pastor teacher, usually. Maybe you read it in a book, but in any case comes into your left lobe and for you to understand it you've got to light your candle meaning you name your sin back to God I could have put a light bulb in there but I like the candle idea mm -hmm. and uh, then that lights up your left lobe where your human spirit and we all have a human spirit but we got to transfer it to use it. And it has to be transferred by faith over to the right lobe. I said right lobe. Your left lobe has the human spirit. So you name your sin back to God, and now it's automatically transferred over into the right lobe where it's understood. 
and there you can produce divine good. The doctrine itself produces the divine good. All right, let's go on. So much for the chart. Let's review the mechanics of receptive comprehension. As set, excuse me, at salvation, every believer is given a rebirth. This takes the form of God providing to each believer a human spirit. Jesus said a man had to be born again in order to enter the kingdom. Nicodemus did not understand, so our Lord explained. A record of that is in John 3, 3, reading through verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into the mother's, his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Born of water is a reference to the fact that you're in the womb and you have a natural birth and then you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you name your sin back to God. And then you can enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh. And when it goeth, or where it goeth, so is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel? <clears throat> Excuse me, of Israel? And knowest not these things? To enter the kingdom, there must be first a physical birth. That is to say, the water, which is a reference to the amniotic fluid, and then a spiritual rebirth, when the human spirit is given at point of faith alone, in Christ alone. In addition, God provides the universal indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Within the soul, God has provided a human spirit capable of understanding spiritual matters and the indwelling of the third person of the Trinity to teach pertinent doctrines. Every believer gets exactly the doctrine needed at exactly the right time that is, at the time there is positive volition. In summary, the Holy Spirit teaches the human spirit 
making gnosis in the noose, reference back to the chart now, in the noose perspicuous, that is to say academically understood. For the process to work, however, each believer must be in fellowship in order to be taught. Fellowship is absolute and requires only the naming of sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The residence of doctrine academically understood in the noosed called Gnosis can be talked of as a staging area to transfer doctrine from the left to the right lobe requires faith the use of volition the believer simply believes that which is academically understood and the information in the noose is transferred to the cardia or as we sometimes call it, the right lobe, where it becomes epinosis, or doctrine understood. It should should be kept in mind, doctrine can reside in the noose in great quantity without spiritual benefit. Let's look at a few of the many great provisions provided by God the Father to facilitate our learning. David, why don't you take it away? The formation and preservation of the canon of Scripture. Divine authorization of the local church as the classroom for learning doctrine. The gift of pastor-teacher to teach in the classroom. Provision for the indwelling and filling of the Spirit. The providing of the human spirit at regeneration at a point of faith in Christ. The laws of divine establishment to protect freedom and privacy. Logistical grace provisions such as oxygen to the brain, food, clothing, transportation, and so on. Keep in mind, Old Testament giants like Daniel did not have the facilitating assets we have, but that which they had, they used. Especially so did Daniel. At faith in Christ, then we are all equal and ready to understand doctrine regardless of human IQ. That's a relief for me. It is a spiritual matter and does not necessarily follow secular trends or human logic. Notice Christ's answer to his disciples to the question, Why do you speak in parables? So hard to understand. Matthew thirteen eleven, He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Nicodemus marveled at the lack of secular logic regarding the spiritual rebirth required to enter the kingdom of God. No wonder, then that doctrine from grace is provided to all rather mysteriously, I on God's terms, to all equally without regard to human IQ. 
The Holy Spirit teaching the human spirit forms the basis of the grace apparatus for perception. Through the use of GAP, the believer creates a stabilized environment in the soul where Christ can feel at home. Their learning of doctrine has always been a matter of grace. Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Wisdom, or doctrine in the soul, is the source of blessings for time and eternity. Proverbs 8, 33 through 36, Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For whoever finds wisdom finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find doctrine harms himself. All who hate doctrine love dis discipline and operational death. Little wonder that the inculcation of doctrine is provided by grace without regard to human IQ. Neither rationalism nor empiricism is useful in the pursuit of doctrine. So says John 4.24. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Notice in 1 Corinthians 2.10 where the teaching of doctrine is said to be done by the Holy Spirit. God has revealed it to us by his spirit, says the 10th verse. The spirit teaches all things, even the deep things of God. Human perspicacity cannot lead to an understanding of doctrine. It takes a born-again person filled with the Holy Spirit and ready to be taught. The reason for our having a human spirit is expressly stated in 1 Corinthians 2.12. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. That concludes lesson number eight. We are moving along. We thank you for being here with us today as usual. Look forward to having you here next week. If there's anyone out there without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, at this time, all you have to do is believe, and thou shalt be saved. Pastor Mary, could you close us in a prayer? Father, we are grateful for the grace apparatus for perception. We're grateful for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and so many other things. Logistical grace, that which gets us to where Bible doctrine is taught. So thank you so much and guide us and continue to teach us about Daniel and how he experienced so many things, some of which were quite trying, but he held in there. He stood in the gap, so to speak. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, folks, until next week, we'll see you then, and so long.